Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. I've missed so many of my goals over the years. Is it even worth setting them? Hey, if you don't know me, I'm Spencer Powell. I'm the CEO over at Builder Funnel and our marketing agency helps remodeling and custom home clients. And we have helped them generate over $150 million in project sales. Builder Funnel Radio, this podcast is where we share what's worked for us, what's working for our clients so that you can use these things for yourself. And we always appreciate if you hit that subscribe or share this episode with a peer or a colleague. We just got back from the Job Tread conference last week, and it was a blast. A lot of good energy. Job Tread really did a great job hosting, and it was fun to see some clients and a lot of new faces. So yeah, looking forward to, to doing that one again next year. This is our first time there. I think it was their second annual user conference. So if you weren't there, it's worth checking out as we head into to next year. But today I want to dig into goal setting. And over the years, I've always set goals for myself. I think I've maybe just been a natural goal setter, but in general, they've just been super motivating to me and give me a sense of direction. I'll also say that I've missed, I was thinking about this, I've missed so many more of my goals and my targets that I've actually hit because I usually do them on an annual basis. And I was thinking about that, but despite missing so many of my targets, I've still been able to do things like build a multi-million dollar business that's growing pretty quickly right now, build a rental portfolio, achieved millionaire status in my early 30s, maintain a healthy lifestyle. You know, I'm I'm not shredded or any anything by those means, but I'm achieving what I want to achieve in that bucket of my life and I'm sharing that with you because I want you to know, I think you can achieve what's important to you by setting goals and missing them, but still making progress. And so I'm going to share just some of my thoughts on goal setting and what I've noticed over the years. And after I graduated college, I started a little side hustle while I was working my main job. And I remember sitting down with a piece of paper and writing out, you know, probably 12 or 15 goals for the year. And these were things like, you know, here's how much revenue I want to generate with my side hustle. Here's how much money I want to save up by the end of the year. Here's what my fitness routine should look like. Here are my investing goals and so on. And I'd put it on my desk and over time, it would eventually kind of find its way into a drawer and I'd never look at it again. It was the funniest thing. And so I'd come to the end of the year and be excited to like sit down and say, all right, what are my goals for the next year? Sit down to do this process all over again. And so I would find that sheet of paper and go, well, what happened last year? You know, how did I do on my goals? So I'd pull that sheet out, I'd find it, and I'd kind of go down the list. And without a doubt, I'd usually checked off anywhere from, I'd say like the low end of like 30% of the things I did, maybe the high end 
was 70% of the goals I did. I would say usually it was closer to that like 30 to 50% range where I actually did them completely. Sometimes it'd be just a few things, never 100%, never checked them all off. But what I started to realize is that it was more the directional aim that mattered more. I always made progress, even if I didn't achieve the specific thing. And I think it was because I took the time to intentionally sit down and think about what I wanted. And then I'd usually create a loose plan to get there. And so over the years, I feel like I've gotten better. That was the old process was just like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that sounds really good. And I'd kind of like write them all down. And then I would kind of have a sense of like, oh, okay, I'm going to start doing this. You know, I've got my membership. So I'm going to go, you know, four times a week to the gym or whatever it was. And here's what I'm going to do to try to get, you know, to grow my business, um, all of those types of things. But over the years, I, I do feel like I've gotten better at this process. And I think in the sense that I set fewer goals, but they're goals that I care more deeply about. And the other part is that I've turned some of my goals into habits. And so I want to start there for fit, fitness is a good example. I realized that my goal was, I think it was typically either unattainable or I wasn't willing to commit to it. Honestly, that might've been most of it, but my goal was really just to stay fit and healthy. And so it wasn't to work out a certain number of times per week or not eat desserts, you know, or only eat a dessert once a week, or, you know, I feel like I would set goals around the thing, you know, so, but really it was to stay fit and healthy. And so to do that, I just needed to stay consistent, you know, so working out about three to four times a week. But if I had a week where it was one or two, no big deal. And I needed to generally stay around a certain calorie amount and get enough protein. And so, you know, some days I may be, you know, a little bit under the calorie amount, some days a little bit over. But if I could do that, basically working out roughly three to four times a week, roughly following that calorie amount, then I could accomplish that goal with the least amount of time and effort because it just became kind of a habit around living that way. And for me, this worked much better than saying, okay, this year I'm working out four times per week. Then if they, I had a week that was three, then I'd feel bad because like, oh, I can't like check that box, right? And so I think if there are things that you have goals around that you can really just transform into, hey, is this really just kind of a habit that I'm trying to develop in a way and a lifestyle that I'm trying to achieve? Is it just a way that I can just start living more directionally so that I do make a lot of progress towards that aim, that objective? Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you for listening to the podcast. And in addition, if you ever want your marketing questions answered on the show, shoot a quick email to radio at builderfunnel.com. That's radio at builderfunnel.com. All right, back to the show. But for goals like growing the business, I've actually been able to hit my targets or exceed them think for two years in a row, maybe three, I'd have to go back and look, but I know for sure two. And prior to that, I don't think I ever hit them. I think, uh, I think I missed all of them. And 
I was thinking about this. I think part of it was that I was probably me just picking numbers that were like way too high. I am definitely a person that thrives on picking, you know, the the classic like shoot for the moon, land on a star sort of thing. And it doesn't bother me. You know, I hey, I'm just going to pick this thing way out there, go for it. And if I don't get there, but I make a lot of progress, like I'm not feeling defeated about it. And, and I know, you know, in talking to a lot of my team about it, some some of them, if they don't hit whatever that number is, that actually is not motivating to them. It's very demotivating. So I think you do have to kind of figure out how you operate and, and what motivates you. But I think the other part of me picking numbers that were way too high was just me maybe not breaking down the metrics all the way and having a good grasp on maybe all the things that would really need to happen to get there. But I feel like once you do have a really good grasp on the economics of your business, then you have a lot of clarity on the levers that will help you reach your goals. So for me, it's a combination of new sales and client retention. For you, it might be a combination of new sales and maybe project efficiency. So, you know, if you sell 3 million, but you can't complete 3 million, then maybe you don't book 3 million for that year. And some of that, you know, revenue rolls into next year. And so if you know your levers and want to grow to 4 million, you know, you need to focus on marketing and sales. You know, you need to have enough opportunity to to close that, but then the team also has to be able to deliver that. And so as you continue to break this down, you can actually boil down your weekly activity to very specific actions. And you have a high confidence that those actions will build up and lead to the result. So a good example is the revenue one. So if your goal is 4 million in revenue, average project is a hundred grand, you need 40 projects. But if you keep backing it up, 40 projects might mean that you need 45 design agreements. And maybe out of that, you need 75 first meeting appointments. And so you might need 400 leads to get to 75 first meeting appointments. So that breaks down to 34 leads a month, 35, somewhere in that range. But now your actions can be centered around doing marketing activities to drive 34 leads a month. And maybe from past history, you know, hey, I always get about five leads a month from referrals and I get another five leads a month from past clients. So really you need about 24 leads from marketing. Whatever your numbers are, figure that out for your business. They're gonna be different from these numbers, but this is the process that we go through. And so by now, all of your focus is on generating 24 leads a month. And that's a very clear path and you can take actions every week, every month, to get to that goal. You know, on the delivery side, you probably have some sort of, you know, efficiency goal or a gross margin goal, maybe completing projects on time with no slippage. And so identifying a metric that the team can track on each week to ensure that happens. I know for us one year, we had a target of improving efficiency by 20%. And so that meant each team member had a different weekly activity that they were working on. And the basically the strategic bet was, hey, if I do X, that should allow us to you know, improve that efficiency. So go a little bit faster. And so that could be batching activities. Sometimes it's leveling up 
a skill set, you know, so if you're better at something, you can typically go faster and then quality goes up too. We're looking for a technology that will help speed things up. And you probably have tons and tons of things, little micro events that you could look at that would work on efficiency. And so if you keep kind of breaking down that big goal into what can I really do this week to make progress toward that goal? then it becomes very tangible and you can feel confident that you're making progress. And at the end of the day, a lot of it is just a strategic bet, but you have to actually say, okay, this is my goal. I'm going to break it all the way down. I'm going to do X every week. I'm going to do that for three months, six months, and I'm going to measure, okay, I did X and I did it consistently for six months. Am I making progress? Is that moving the needle? And if it is, then you know, okay, I've I've picked a good X, right? I've picked a good weekly activity. And at the end of the day, a goal we set is really just some arbitrary, you know, number if it's growing the business or, you know, it's just some arbitrary thing out there in the future. And so lately I've tried to be extremely intentional about whatever that number is or whatever that outcome is and, and asking myself, why do I really want to shoot for this? Why is it important to me? Uh, is it in line with my life goals, my career goals, all of those types of things? And then I try to break it down as much as possible to weekly actions, either I can take or my team can take so that we're making progress. And at the end of the day, I try to view any progress as a good thing. I still struggle with that a ton. So even if we missed the target, but we made a lot of progress, I try to quickly reframe that too, but what was it last year? What was it three years ago? And if we've made progress, then at the end of the day, I I can feel good about that progress. Because again, if I just pick, you know, hey, I want to build a $100 million business and you just pick some number like why 100, why not 98 or why not 102 or why not you know, 10 or 15, like I could literally just pick any number from the sky. And so the more you kind of think about that, you're going, okay, well, it's just kind of picking a number. So let's pick a number. Let's try to game plan around it, see if we can get there. But again, if we've made progress, then trying to view that as a good thing. And again, I still, still struggle with that a little bit. It's, it's hard. I think when you're, an entrepreneur or when you're just just a motivated individual trying to do bigger and bigger things and kind of grow out of your comfort zone and, and push the envelope, that's it's tough. But it does help reframing it in that way. And so goal setting has very much been a way for me to make lots and lots of progress. And I've been able to achieve, I feel like a lot, a lot of things that, you know, my high school self would have never thought was possible, even though I've missed way more goals than I've actually hit on the nose. And I bet you have too. And I would encourage you to look back three years, five years, seven years, and see all the progress that you've made. And so as we attack this new year, you know, set the goals, break them down, but more importantly, make forward progress and measure that progress looking if if you want to reframe it in that way. And I think it will it will help you see how far you've come and then give you confidence that you can continue to make it even farther and farther. So let me know. I'm curious. Did you have a takeaway from today's episode? Any goals that you're excited about for this year? I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a note over at radio at builderfunnel.com. 
And if you put radio in the subject line and your mailing address in the body of the email, we'll send you a free copy of my book as well. Again, the email is radio at builderfunnel.com. Put radio in the subject line. I'd love to hear about your goals for this year if you had a takeaway. And uh, if you want a copy, put your mailing address in the body of the email. And we'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.